electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Cameron Costa. Today on our podcast, get vaxxed or else. Delta, the first to raise insurance premiums for its unvaccinated workers. Fortune 500 board member Shelley Archambault on this as a precedent. Every company situation is very different. Some companies have situations which people have to work together. The others, you don't. You can be remote. This is very unique to every single company. One of those companies, the Jam brand. What Smuckers is mandating and how, despite inflation, supply chain, and COVID pressures, Smuckers is taking a bigger bite out of breakfast. CEO Mark Smucker. We have Folgers, Duncan, and Bustello. Um... You know, we grew share across all three of those brands in the quarter. Those stories, plus CNBC's Beijing bureau chief Yunus Yoon, takes us inside a shop for fake COVID vaccination cards. Customs officials have seized thousands of these fake cards in places like Tennessee and Alaska. And while we're in China... Squawk Booze News. China's high-end liquor is under pressure. It's Thursday, August 26, 2021. It's National Dog Day. They're so good and so pure. They do so much for us, and they, they never ask for thanks. Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Melissa Lee along with Joe Kernan. Becky and Andrew are off today. It is uh, National Dog Day, as Joe has reminded me. Thank you for bringing that up. That way I don't have to. I knew you were going to, so I might as well nip it at the bud. (laughs) Business leaders committed billions of dollars to bolster cybersecurity efforts at a White House meeting with President Biden yesterday. The White House said Apple would create a program devoted to making security improvements across its technology supply chains. Google said it would invest more than $10 billion over five years to strengthen cybersecurity and pledged to train 100,000 Americans in technical fields. Microsoft, meantime, committed $20 billion over five years to deliver more advanced security protocols. CEO Satya Nadella tweeted after the meeting that the company would invest $150 million to help government agencies upgrade their security systems and expand training partnerships. IBM pledged to train more than 150,000 people in cybersecurity skills over three years and partner with historically black colleges and universities to help diversify the workforce. And Amazon Web Services is planning to give account holders free multi-factor authentication devices to secure their data. It will offer security awareness training to companies and to individuals. As more American businesses demand proof of vaccination, more Chinese counterfeiters are making bogus vaccination cards. Eunice Yoon joins us now with more. Fake COVID-19 vaccination cards are on sale in China online, marketed with plastic sleeves or holders custom-made for the cards. One vendor tells us their certificates will be shipped from a major business area in Zhejiang province or from a warehouse in the industrial town of Shenzhen. This batch of 100 is from the manufacturing hub of Iwu. The forgeries are made to look as if they're issued by the Department of Health and Human Services and the CDC. 
But typos in both English and Spanish give the bogus version away. Even the word vaccine is misspelled. The fake and its holder sell here for eight cents. On the black market, cybersecurity firms found the faux cards priced anywhere from several dollars to hundreds. This vendor says she shipped ten thousand to the U.S. this month alone. We've、uh, had this discussion on on the set a lot about when New York's going to mandate something, and there are there are ways to do more than just I don't know how how you expect anything different, given how easy it is to to, to have one of these things that look. Authentic. You need to do a barcode. I mean, it needs to be in the computer system from the healthcare provider where you got it, so that it can, it can be checked. So this this won't be. They're not going to be making money for a long time, I don't think,、uh, on this unit. Once once people, authorities get yeah, their, I, I think they're get their act together. Yeah, I mean, I think that、uh, the the people, the vendors here, definitely are aiming to make a lot more money. But as you said, the, I mean, the authorities. Are、uh, clamping down over in the U.S. Like customs officials have seized thousands of these fake cards in places like Tennessee and Alaska.、Uh, but the vendors also told us that、uh, they've been advising their middle agents,、uh, their kind of the middlemen agents, that、uh, if they want to, if they end up facing potential trouble in the U.S., they could just send these in small batches because it makes it a lot more difficult to trace on the other end. I mean, I know you look on anything and it's made in China, but why these? I mean, there's no one in the United States that figured it. Well, I was thinking if you had a, a laser printer and some cardstock,、right. why you wouldn't be able to just do it yourself?、Right. I'm not trying to say that anybody should do this, but、exactly. it seems easy enough.、Um, okay, thanks for that.、Uh, thanks for the report, Eunice. Appreciate it. See you. U.S. regulators are reportedly investigating Deutsche Bank's. Uh, asset management arm, the Wall Street Journal,、uh, reports that the probe comes after the firm's former head of sustainability、uh, said the division overstated how much it used、uh, sustainable investing criteria. Overstated, and we saw this piece in the Journal last week in the op-ed pages about promise of ESG. These guys talk a good game. Two trillion dollars globally. But stakeholders. But stakeholders.、Fun. Nobody. Yeah, but stakeholders. Nobody's doing what. To, I, I was glad. I was glad because I'm a Milton、ESG、Friedman. I'm a Mil- Milton Friedman guy. I, I, stakeholders are fine. I think they're satisfied by the original goal of of what you do. I think every. I think that filters down into everything. You don't do bad things, PRY.、Right, you don't right, do bad、right. things yeah, to the environment.、Exactly. You don't do. You, right. You, you mind dump your, chemicals into the river.、Right. Your, your stock will be you're, punished. You're, you mind your P's and Q's、right. in terms of a satisfying your customers, your employees. Uh, and everything, and then everything、Follow、else follows.、Line. All the、Follow、rest、line. is virtue signaling, and you know, business. And I've told the business roundtable that. And then about you know, ESG, not the ESG, but just the whole stakeholder、uh, virtue signaling. Squawk booze news. China is reportedly cracking down on its liquor industry. Shares of major distillers have all fallen over the last week on reports that regulators are trying to rein in the soaring costs of high-end spirits. Attendees of a meeting between producers and regulators said the focus is on cooling off an overheated market. Prices of some bottles of Baijiu from high-end distiller Motai fell as much as 46 bucks in one day, according to state media. Chinese liquor stocks are among the top five most invested mainland China stocks by foreign. Institutional investors, high-end liquor is often a gift, also, Joe. And a lot of these、um, stocks of companies that make things that would be high-end gifts have fallen since President Xi made that speech about income inequality and, and making things a little bit more level in society. That I did not know.、Uh, liquor stocks. 
So there's very it, communist country. There's high end. Not everyone. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not for the masses. Louis Vuitton, Hermes, high-end liquor. Part of the uh, income cars, inequality, which, which is a, a fascinating subject for me for, to talk about with, with China, I think. Income inequality. Because the inequality seems so great. Because it's a communist country, and because right. it's supposed to be egalitarian, and it's not. And then you wonder, for someone who, it's like, do what I say, not what I do, for the leaders in China, because they're all wealthy, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, like and so many places. the public reveres people like Jack Ma. Right. But if you're going to really not ever change your, uh, you know, your stripes just in terms of, of personal freedom, if you really are going to, you know, mm-hmm. they have this weird hybrid between a free market and capitalism, but where human rights and personal freedom is, right. is so restricted, if you're really going to keep it, you need you, that control. You can't just control, you know, you control companies, you own them, but you also got to control the populace. And, and part of that problem is you don't want a billion people really PO'd that there's, you know, a couple million that have all this money. Right. So it's, it's just in their best interest to not let it happen. Even though a meritocracy, I still think, is the best way to do things because it rewards hard work. Well, that's and why we are Americans. How, how do they keep the meritocracy going over there when they... Everything they do it's like is dangling just enough, that, right. just enough. You can get here. You can have this yeah. without too much. That's I mean, that's part of the reason then, for the Chinese tech crackdown that we've seen. Right. And they then, don't want too much power in the hands of the tech companies, right. which have all the data on your income, on everything, because people are using Alipay instead of state run payment systems. So sometimes you've got to hand it to them just in terms of intelligence and ruthlessness that they're able to keep control. The way they it's do. Plus Machiavellian. What do we got? 300 plus. Uh, here and they, so they have it's five times, five six times. Yeah. So whenever they're trying to do anything, they got to do it five or six times as well as we do it for the number of people that are there. Yeah, hard. It's hard work. Hard, and they need a decider. <laughs> uh, U.S. Re- <laughs> I, I fall back. In, I don't know why. I, know. I fall back into. Du- I fall back into W. Every once in a while, they need a strategy. Next on Squawk Pod, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, incentives, threats, and everything in between. Shelley Archambault, board member of Verizon, Okta, Nordstrom, and a former CEO herself, takes us inside the room where all these decisions are happening. We need people to work. We need people to service our clients. And as you look across the board, that's really what all businesses are trying to do. They're trying to keep business and the economy going. We're back after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM. A leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod. And welcome back to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Joe Kernan, along with Melissa Lee, Becky, and Andrew are off today. Delta Airlines becoming the first major company to impose a financial penalty on unvaccinated employees. Now, starting November 1st, those who haven't been inoculated will pay $200 per month more for health insurance premiums. Delta says the fees uh, cover the, or the fee will cover the higher costs of insuring employees who get COVID 
And CEO Ed Bastian said the average COVID hospital stay costs $50,000 per person. He said since the rise of the COVID Delta variant, all employees who have been hospitalized with COVID were not fully vaccinated. So that makes sense. I think to me, and I don't, I don't know what I think about it, Billy. Uh, I mean, first you try to pay bonuses, and then you go the opposite and try to actually penalize right. people. The only thing I thought of was, that were there actuarial um, calculations actually made? 200 sounds like totally arbitrary. It's like, okay, you don't get them, you're going to charge you 200. Is that really cover the, or is it just, look, we know there's going to be some hospitalizations with unvaccinated employees. We're just going to raise a certain sum of money and apply it towards that and hope it helps. Or is 200 the actual number? What would it really cost to cover actuarially? Well, he said $20,000 on 50, average. 50. Oh, 50. Yeah. But does, so, so how's 200? But you have to think not every single unvaccinated employee right. is going to get hospitalized. So, there's so a certain, I just wonder whether that's there's actual. If there, right. It if really are insurance. If insurance involved. people have actually looked at that. I, I think and, that's a good question. I mean, that's the same question for, for instance, smokers. It's not 220. If smokers have to. Not 300. It's not, you know, not 600. It's not 50. Companies charge people who smoke. Companies charge people who are obese extra in terms of premiums for their health care. Or they give the people who don't smoke credits but, if they prove that they don't smoke. So I don't know if there are numbers behind it. But. How, uh, how much do you think, how strongly do you have to feel about the vaccine to pony up 200 a month? 200, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are like, okay, you know, I really didn't want to get this, but all right. Give 200 it. Is, or That's a pretty good inducement, isn't it? free shots. For, for, yeah. Right. That's a pretty good inducement, which also means you probably won't end up on a ventilator. That's the calculation. You know, for some people, that's not the calculation in their head for whatever personal reasons, choices. Also some that people they think have. that there's a microchip in the vaccine that's going to allow the government to monitor. That your- I can't get on board. But, uh- <laughs> Well, Everybody that, has their reasons. If that's one of the reasons people aren't getting it, then just make up your own reason. And anything, they, I mean, I'm sure that means that some people think that aliens gave this to the Biden administration to to somehow harness, you know, the, I don't know, keep people under control. I, I'm sure anything you oh, can yeah. come up with, there are people out there that think that's why. Think they about the country that has been able to go to COVID zero the fastest. China. Right. And think of what they had to do to their population to do that. They exerted firm control. Right. And so people will point to that and say, you know, maybe this is the government's way. I'm not saying that that's the case at all. But that is some people's thinking. Like, you see me, I, I you know, if they, I got Moderna, two of them. If they told me Pfizer's got one ready for booster. me and I want one, yeah, booster. You'd go. On the way, out, I, I'm on the way home, I'd stop off. I don't care. Get a shot. Boom, I'm done. I got yeah. 29 times the antibodies or something. But the only thing that gives me pause is when I read Sean Penn is, is so out there in, in saying, you must vaccinate. Every, and that's when I'm like, God, do, do I need to rethink my position? Because when, you know, the guy visits Chavez and, and you know, and hates on any American president. Right. So, if, when, when, when the left gets, when the Hollywood left gets to that point, then I start thinking, maybe I, I'm wrong on this. Do I need to rethink my position? No, just stick with your beliefs, Joe. You sure? Please. Joining us now is Shelley Archambault, board member of Verizon, uh, Okta, and Nordstrom, and the former CEO of Metric Stream. 
Shelly, we, we had, just before we get, get into the, the meat of things, we had a discussion earlier. Do you think that number is just pulled out of thin air? Do you think they have any idea uh, actuarially what uh, they need to cover as a company for health care because of, of COVID for their employees? Do you think it's exactly 200 a month for unvaccinated employees? Honestly, I can't tell you what Delta Airlines knows or doesn't know. I know all companies are looking at what their overall expenses are and what things cost, but I have no idea what went into the decision around $200. I've got, you know, as you can imagine, in, in the social media world, there's a lot of people saying if you do the math on hospitalizations and it becomes serious, a point zero this and, point, and that there's no way that that's, the, that, that that's a real number. Does it matter whether that's the actual number or not? Or can they just pull one out of thin air and say, hey, we're the company. You're either paying this or, um, or you're not going to work here. Companies can decide what they're going to charge and how they're going to charge for different health care. If you look company to company, the premiums employees pay differ across companies. So each company decides what works for them um, and what doesn't. So can't comment on what they charge. When you ask, does it matter? It comes down to what behavior they're actually trying to drive. So it's really the concept of what they're doing more so than the actual dollar amount. How, what, why do you think they're hesitant to say, if you're coming in physically to the office, you can't come in unless you have the vaccine? Is, is there future liabilities, some type of lawsuits? What, what's, what's the problem with just, you know, going full, full on with what, what they tell employees to do? Why half measures? We are in unprecedented times. Every single company is trying to figure out how do they thread a very fine needle. They're trying to create an environment that's safe for their workers and their suppliers as well as their customers. At the same time, they need a workplace that will be efficient and productive and they want to make sure they're also following different rules and laws and regulatory environments, which, by the way, are changing. States are coming up every day with new requirements of what you can do and what you can't do. So every company situation is very different. Some companies have situations which people have to work together and have to be close in proximity. Others, you don't. You can be remote. So therefore, what my rules are and what my policies are will be different. This is very unique to every single company. We've always... Uh had the discussion, you know, not, not on all cable channels, I guess, but on some that, that there was a balance, saving lives and saving livelihoods in, in what we're both trying to do. At this point, if vaccinated people can have breakthrough cases of COVID, and if they can transmit COVID to either vaccinated or unvaccinated people, and we say this again, again and again, that then bring it home to their children and, and get, how, at this point, don't we need to have Double vaxxed, double masks, social distancing. Um, we're, we're back to square one. If we try to get COVID cases to zero instead of the other 200 human transmissible uh, infections, whatever you want to call it, diseases that we have now, there are people that say this is going to be added to that. There will be 201 because COVID's going to be around. It's never going to go to zero. So if, if there are vaccine breakthroughs, do we need to go back to masking indoors, masking outdoors, masking children in school, uh, double, requiring double vaxes, um, work at home? It, it, you see what I'm saying? What is enough? When is it enough? What do we do? The issue here with vaccinated, unvaccinated is if you're vaccinated and the CDC has said, healthcare professionals have said that if you're vaccinated, can you get 
uh, COVID-19 or get the Delta variant, you can. But the level at which you will be ill is significantly different. The public policy issue here is overwhelming our hospitals. Um, so we want to make sure if everybody's vaccinated, then yes, I might get it. But the odds show that I won't be hospitalized. Odds show that I will indeed right. recover. So do requ- therefore, but do we require masks? Do we need to require masks in the workplace, even with vaccinated people again? As long as we have a significant percentage of the population that is not vaccinated, that's why we're having to wear masks, because we need to protect the broad set of the population. For, for a board member of, of companies that are so diverse, some really reliant on being, quote unquote, in office, like a Nordstrom versus other businesses that can operate pretty well remotely. Um, how does liability factor into this liability that a company may face should they either not mandate or they mandate? I'm just curious what those sorts of discussions in the boardroom um, are, are like. Decisions are made every day by companies and boards looking at the risks that are entailed by the different policies that they put in place. We are all trying to create an environment in which people are safe to work. And companies are starting with first educating, right? We need to educate our employees. We need to, yes, incent employees. And if nothing else works, we need to mandate the environment in which we need so that we can continue to operate our businesses. We need people to, we need people to work. We need people to service our clients. And as you look across the board, that's really what all businesses are trying to do. They're trying to keep business and the economy going. If, um, if it is seasonal and it, it becomes similar to the flu and it, it comes back every year and we never reach 100% vaccinated, do we need to wear masks from here on out if you're in the workplace to, to keep cases at zero then? Yeah, I am not the healthcare expert. But everything that I read says that if we can get ourselves to the point where the vast majority of people are vaccinated, then it significantly reduces, just like anything else that we fought in this country, whether you're talking about polio or measles, you know, et cetera. Once you get to the critical mass, then it does not have the kind of impact that we're seeing today. So, no, I don't expect that we would all have to wear masks every day as we operate. I got my first jab in January, my second in February. I'm, I'm not, I think everybody should get it, but I, I look at what, if you take it to the nth degree and never want another COVID case ever to happen, you can see what the sl- slippery slope that some people that don't have my opinion, you can see where they, they get some of their ideas because this could go on forever. If, you, if, if vaccinated people are still contagious, I just I don't know what the future looks like, Shelley, but but thank you. And that's what uh, corporate managers are dealing with. And uh, that's right. It's a very tough environment. Unbelievable. Where did, when did this? Uh, I mean, I lived yeah. for a long time, never thought about any of this. And that's all we think it, about now. It's, <laughs> it's so tough. true. And all companies want to do is to operate, serve their clients, right. treat their employees well, create a safe right. environment. And, and in little, these times. There's a little CYA, a little CYA in there, too, Shelley. Don't kid yourself. Anyway, uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Still to come on Squawk Pod, why you may be shelling out a little bit more dough for your jelly. Smucker's CEO, Mark Smucker. There is significant cost inflation across ingredients, packaging. Obviously, transportation and labor are playing a role 
And even certain weather events have, have impacted uh, costs of commodities and so forth. Plus, it's National Dog Day. And, you know, we're pet people. Time now for today's Aflac trivia question. Can you name Joe Kernan's three companions? The answer, the interview, and the pups. When we come back. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Welcome back to Squawk Pod from CNBC. Today with Joe Kernan and Melissa Lee. Here's Joe. Smucker uh, out with uh, earnings this morning, and we're joined now by the CEO, Mark Smucker. Uh, not everyone knows uh, you're, you're in uh, you have a lot of pet products, too, on National Dog Day. But let's start with uh, with the results, because there's some interesting things happening. The stock's down a little bit today, Mark. And th- there is a, a tough environment in terms of raw material and logistics costs. So the underlying fundamentals are strong. Demand is strong. And fundamentally, the the change in guidance is is related to uh, the significant inflation that we've experienced and some of the supply chain disruption. So we continue to manage those things. We've already uh, moved our pricing a bit, working with our our retail customers. And so we will be continuing to uh, work with our customers to raise prices over the next several months. Um, And we are confident that we'll be able to recover those costs although uh, the timing might be a little bit later than when we realize the costs. So, Mark, this is pandemic related, the, the supply chain volatility, even in it's not just chips and, and things like that. It's just logistics and, and, and everything else around the world. So it's pandemic related. It, it is largely pandemic related. There is significant cost inflation across ingredients, packaging. Obviously, transportation and labor are playing an, a role and even certain weather events have, have impacted uh, costs of commodities and so forth. Um, so we do view that, that these, uh, this inflation is somewhat transitory, but it likely will persist through the remainder of our fiscal year, which is, which is through uh, the late spring. So, Mark, I, I, think, I think I saw your base somewhere in Ohio. I didn't recognize the town, but... Um... I'm sure Smucker is a great name to have in, in, in that town. But in Ohio, I'm not sure of the Delta variant, but you have employees everywhere. What is your current uh, approach to getting employees vaccinated uh, to be safe? You saw what Delta did. The, uh, they're, they're doing $200 a month for additional insurance, health insurance coverage. Sure. Where are, what is Smucker's approach right now? Well, since the very beginning of the pandemic, our focus has been on keeping our employees safe and delivering the business. And so that is what we have done. I could not be prouder of our people and the way that they have continued to execute and deliver the business. Uh, We recently did bring back our mask mandate uh, here in the office. We are in Northeast Ohio, and um, we've continued to encourage and educate our employees to, to get the vaccine but we have not issued a mandate. We are monitoring it daily, extremely closely. But at this point, we have not made a decision to mandate a, a vaccine. Done that yet. 
Do you think if you did, do, do vaccinated employees need to wear masks now too, Mark? Fully vaccinated? Yes, at this point, because of, of the, the Delta variant and, and the way that um, obviously it is, it is contracted or, or passed along, all of us are required to wear masks uh, here in the office. Obviously, we we longtime fans of Smucker, and I, I remember, I think it was the old Squawk Box. Um, there was a time when you bought, <laughs> you're a jelly company, and you bought peanut butter. It was like, you know what? I get this. You know, there's a lot of synergies, synergies. a lot of synergies that, that, that escape me. And then they, you know, the, the, the investment bankers suggest a merger, and then they demerger. This is never being demergered. That was, that was, that was a good one. So I want to talk to you about some of your new products because you've gone not just the iconic brands. You got some some uh, nice some coffee that millennials probably like. You got some of these other things going on with your you got milk bones, but you also got Rachel Ray, which I use for treats. So you've gone into the niche branding as well as the iconic brands. Yeah, thank you, Joe. That's a great segue. Our our strategy is really around making sure that we participate in all segments of the category. And coffee is a great example where we have Folgers, Duncan, and Bustelo. Um, you know, we grew share across all three of those brands in the quarter. And the strategy is really contingent upon the combination of iconic brands and faster growing brand. So with Duncan and Bustelo, significant growth uh, in the in the quarter, as well as our entire K-Cup portfolio. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Uncrustables. Uh, and I was actually messaging one of your, one of your people because I, uh, I know there's a big controversy. Are they sandwiches or are they ravioli? Wait, uh, wait, how does ravioli enter this discussion? Because in the patent, they are sandwiches that are round and they're they have close. the little, and some people think they're like Pop-Tarts, but there was a patent dispute, Mark, and you won. There was a patent dispute for a patent that you own, whether it's really ravioli or whether... So what is the verdict, Mark? It's a sandwich, right, Mark? And it, they're pb and We refer to them as sandwiches, and that is the number one growth engine of the company right now. It's, it's grown 29 consecutive quarters and double-digit in the last several. So it's, it's on fire. We, we love the brand and, and we continue to push that. I mean, you don't miss, it's like a PB and J and it, it, they're frozen, but like when I see them at golf tournaments and there's a big vat of them and you take one, they, they, when were they unfrozen that day? And, but they, they taste fresh and good and it's pretty amazing. Maybe there should be other fillings. in 45 minutes. There are. There's a lot of other fillings. Look, a, look you're you're expanding a lot of other uh, fillings. It's a big growth engine for Smucker. We're joking around, but it's a big growth yeah. engine, I think. Uncrustables. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. And speaking of dogs... <laughs> the answer to today's Aflac trivia question. Today is National Dog Day. Can you name Joe Kernan's three companions? The answer, Pongo, Gunther, Freddy. They are truly Joe's best friends. That's true. I can't believe the producer got our guy who does all those voiceovers to do The way he said it, too, is so full of meaning. They are his best friends. And every day I read more and more about, you know, mental people that have are depressed. They they do so much. Comfort dogs. Mm -hmm. There's Pongo on on Pongo B. 
But I think there's, there's national blankety-blank day inflation, but National Dog Day is one that, that we really should Deserves celebrate. A... And I, maybe National Animal Day, because they're so pure National and Pet so Day. Good. National Pet All Day. All pets can be. They're so good you and so pure. They do so much for us, and they, they never ask for thanks. Just rate the rate treats. And that does it for us today on Squawk Pod. Thank you for listening, as always. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. To get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, listen and follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.